This December 16th and 17th, Northwest Valley Baptist Church presents A Walk Through Christmas, a special night of fun and excitement for all ages. Come and see the live nativity scene with animals and narration. Listen to live Christmas music and caroling while enjoying hot chocolate and coffee. Take part in crafts for kids and explore our candy cane forest. Take a complimentary family picture at one of our photo booths. Get your free tickets at walkthroughchristmas.org or go to Eventbrite and search Walk Through Christmas. International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. God to bless the, the fruit of our labors? And, and didn't, didn't God make Abraham wealthy in the Old Testament? And, and doesn't God bless his people here on the earth? And, and, and don't we ask God to heal us from, from our diseases? And, and does God do miracles today? And, and that, that is a question that people legitimately ask. And it comes down to discerning the difference between serving God and trying to use God. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, today we continue our study of the life of Elisha, the prophet who took the mantle of the role of prophet after Elijah was taken up to heaven in a fiery chariot. Today's message is titled, Serve God, Do Not Use Him. We pick things up with Dr. Shaw reading to us from our text in 2 Kings chapter 3. Let's listen. Here's our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw. Open with me in your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3. We're in the life of Elisha. In the life of Elisha. And so we'll be in 2 Kings chapter 3. Probably not a story that you've spent a lot of time thinking about. Well, maybe some of you have. Now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel and Samaria the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned 12 years. And he wrought, or did, evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and like his mother, for he put away the image of Baal 
that his father had made. Nevertheless, he cleaved, or still hang unto, the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. And Misha, king of Moab, was a sheep master and, and rendered or gave unto the king of Israel a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams with the wool. But it came to pass when Ahab was dead that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. And King Jehoram went out of Samaria at the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent unto Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab hath rebelled against me. Will thou go up with me against Moab to battle? And Jehoshaphat said, and he said, I will go up, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. And he said, which way shall we go up? And he answered, the way through the wilderness of Edom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, pray you bless your word. Lord, as we look at this particular passage of scripture, there are some important applications for us today. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to see uh, these applications in our own lives, and in the world that is around us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Having, over a period of time, I've had George uh, Banoka in my seminary classes. I've had um, Brother Shea Babalola in my seminary classes. And uh, one of the things that we do in, se in the seminary classes, and in fact, I have on my computer papers to grade, they write papers. And we make them write. In fact, they write papers and tests, and they do a lot of stuff like that. But one of the things that I like them to do is write on subjects that would be useful to them where they're going in ministry. And both Brother Shea and Brother George, going to Kenya, have wanted to do issues related to the health and wealth gospel. Now, and you can do those issues even from theology classes, wanting to deal with this whole word of faith movement, the name and claim it, the health and wealth gospel, because it has been an export from the United States to Africa and has been destructive in the nation. It is, it is everywhere in the nation. They'll have these great big campaigns and sometimes preachers from the U.S. or wherever they are from around the world will come and they will fill up stadiums and they will preach to these very poor people in these poor countries about how God, has, how God can make them rich. Of course, you have a, a rich American telling them how God can make them rich and then, then they do the healing campaigns and they do the great big piles, uh, the missionaries are telling us, great big piles of crutches and in you know wheelchairs and stuff as they do the healing services and then the next over the next couple days they'll have these things piled in one of the city squares the next couple days everybody's coming back and digging through trying to find their stuff to take back home and so and in fact brother messler was telling me that one of the businesses that was there was a secular article that was written about good lucrative businesses to start in kenya and one of the good lucrative businesses that you can start is you can start a church I mean, it was a secular, I mean, you go ahead and start a church, and you can start a church, and they will get a little storefront and buy the best possible sound system they can possibly buy, and blast, they're preaching through all the neighborhood, and it sounds like it's this great big church, and there might be four or five people, you know, gathered there, and hopefully it catches on, and they can, you know, they can make their money and become rich off of the gospel, and so 
That is what we have exported. I mean, we have exported great Christianity through a wonderful missionary movement over the world, but this is also going over the world. Because Satan's lies, and by the way, that, that message is the lie of Satan. It derails the real gospel of Jesus Christ and keeps people in lots of different ways from trusting Jesus Christ as personal Savior. And so we take this message throughout the world, it, but, but this, this, this whole thing can be a little bit confusing. I mean, do we pray for God's blessing on our lives? We, do we pray and ask God to bless the, the fruit of our labors? And, and didn't, didn't God make Abraham wealthy in the Old Testament? And, and doesn't God bless his people here on the earth? And, and, and don't we ask God to heal us from, from our diseases? And, and does God do miracles today? And I mean, that, that is a question that people legitimately ask. And it comes down to discerning the difference between serving God and trying to use God. Now, I, I think this passage, it doesn't tell us all of the differences, but it gives us a great illustration in two particular characters in this passage. The difference between trying to use God and serving God. And so I, I want you to see the difference between Jehoram, the son of Ahab, who was the king of Israel at the time, and between he and Elisha, the prophet and servant of God. And the differences in the way they interact with God and with those around them. And so it, I think it'll help us to discern the difference between this, this mentality of using God to help you get, a, get ahead in the world and the idea of serving God with all your heart and might. And so let's talk about discerning the difference. How do we discern the difference between serving God and using God? And I think in this particular passage of Scripture, we'll get some characteristics. These are not by any means all of them. Just some that we have illustrated in this passage. And we talk about using God. The example in this particular passage is the fellow by the name of Jehoram. Now, let's, let's remember something about Jehoram. Jehoram is the king of Israel. His father Ahab, up until that point in time, was the worst of all of the kings of Israel. Ahab was the worst. After all, he married Jezebel. Jezebel was from Phoenicia. She brought the, the Baal worship of Phoenicia to Israel, and so Israel had given itself to Baal worship, and of course that is something that Elijah dealt with in his earthly ministry. And so now we have Ahab passed off the scene, and by the way, passed off the scene because of the judgment of God upon him for his own sin. And so Ahab has passed off the scene, and his son, Jehoram, is reigning on the throne of Israel. Now, just so you understand, it, the, the nation of Israel is divided into two kingdoms now. You have the kingdom in the north, the ten tribes. That's Israel. You have the kingdom in the south. That's Judah. So we have two nations and two kings. In the north, we have Jehoram, who is the king of Israel. And in the south, we have Jehoshaphat, who is the king of Judah. And there's, it's really interesting as we look at Jehoshaphat here, Jehoshaphat seems to really be accommodating to the kings of Israel. 
we saw earlier, Jehoshaphat said the same thing to Ahab when Ahab was ready to go to war. He said, my armies will be as your, my people will be as your people, I'll go with you. And Jehoshaphat now says the same thing to his son Jehoram. I, I think Ahab, I'm trying to read behind the lines here, or between the lines here. I think Jehoshaphat longed for a unification of these two nations. He saw these two nations supposing to be God's people, and this these are his brothers. I think he saw it that way. Because Jehoshaphat is portrayed throughout Scripture as a reasonably righteous king. And so, but we're not going to be talking about Jehoshaphat here so much as we're talking about Jehoram. We'll get back to more about Jehoram and Jehoshaphat too in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and part one of a message titled, Serve God, Do Not Use Him, as we bring you a study of the life of Elisha, who followed Elijah. Visit daretostand.org for more details about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio ministry. Many in our community struggle with addiction. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thanks, Dr. Shaw. If you would like more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church, 623-581-3115. And now, let's get back to our study as Dr. Shaw talks more about King Jehoram, son of Ahab, and the kind of king he was. Here's Dr. Shaw. I want you to notice some things about Jehoram. First of all, it says, Now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel in the Samaria. And verse 2, it says, And he, wrought, he did evil in the sight of the Lord, but he wasn't as bad as his father. You're bad, but you're not as bad as your dad. It's, it's, it's not exactly a compliment. You know... You know, you have bad breath, but I met somebody once that had worse. It's not the worst, it's just almost the worst. Because it wasn't, he wasn't as bad as his father, but don't, don't forget this, his father was the worst! He was the worst till this point. Now what, okay, you say, well, how was he better than his father? Well, let's take a look. We see it in verse, chapter 3, verse, it's actually verse 2. It says that he put away the image of Baal. As far as we can tell, he sought to get rid of Baal worship. Now, I don't think he eliminated Baal worship in the nation of Israel, but he took it down from the place of prominence in Israel. It was no longer the state-sponsored religion of Israel. 
which, was, which is what Ahab had done because of Jezebel. But what did he do? Well, he went back to the fake worship that, that was there before. He went back to the worship of Jeroboam. You say, now, who was Jeroboam? Well, we go all the way back to King David and then Solomon. Solomon was the last ruler of the united monarchy when both nations were one. Under Solomon's son Rehoboam, he sought to treat the people harshly and the, and the ten northern kingdoms rebelled under Jeroboam and the nation split. You had Rehoboam in the south. They're not brothers, but they sound like brothers. The Boam brothers, but they really aren't. Um, you have Rehoboam in the south and Jeroboam in the north. And so Jeroboam sets up a new kingdom in the north. It's kind of like if we had the American Civil War and the South won. Now, nobody rejoicing, Al. Okay. So if we had this, you know, if, if the South won and then we have two separate systems of government that look somewhat like each other, right? They're, they're sort of like each other. But, and, and so because in the, in the North, these are people that have been God worshipers and he wants to, to keep those people and keep them loyal, but he's concerned. And we see his concern found in, in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 26. Let's turn to 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 26. In 1 Kings 12, verse 26, this is what, what Jeroboam had done. And Jeroboam said in his heart, now, the king, now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. This kingdom that I've set up in the north, they're going to, all the way, they're going to go back to the descendants of King David, and I'm going to lose my kingdom. He says they're going to return to the house of David. If this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam king of Judah, and they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt, golden calf worship, like the children of Israel did in the wilderness. It was potentially a sort of quasi-worship of God mixed with, of Jehovah mixed with idolatry. And he set one in Bethel and the other he put in Dan. And this thing became a sin for the people went to worship before the, before the one even unto Dan. And he made an house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people which were not of the sons of Levi. So now what had happened? We, we go back to, first, to 2 Kings chapter 3. And what did Jeroboam set up? Well, he set up a fake religion. Now why did he set up a fake religion. He set up a fake religion so that he could keep the loyalty of his people for his own power benefit. In fact, he was concerned that if the people go down to Jerusalem, we already saw it in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 26, that if they go back down to Jerusalem, they'll return to the Lord. So what do you do? You set up a fake religion that keeps them from returning to the Lord. So there was this sort of a reform but there's a big difference between reform and revival. This was not revival. It was just changing a worse fake religion for a little bit less worse fake religion. It is a fake faith. 
that is intended for selfish purposes. It tries to kind of look like the real thing. We're going to use the same language. We're going to, we're going to call God the same. We're going to, in fact, what we're going to say is, you know, yours is good for you and ours are good, is good for me. It's another thing that he did. I, I mean, there, it, it tries to, to look like the real thing. It clings to the benefits of disobedience. And the benefits of disobedience was that you have this rebellion in the land and he's creating this false nation and then a false place of worship. And so he, he wants all of this stuff for himself. There's another thing that he does here that I think is fascinating in 1 Kings chapter 12. And that is he makes it a more convenient faith. He makes it easier. Someone was asking me this. I guess that there's some sort of movie coming on about a, a particular pastor and in uh, Oklahoma someplace. And the idea was that he he kind of turned from believing in a hell, you know, a literal hell, and you know, to a more of a universalist concept of salvation. And one of the things that he said was, it really just took a burden off his shoulders because now I can ride on a plane without having to witness to people. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought about fake faith, belief systems that people make up so they can live easy and make money. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If Dr. Shaw's teaching is a blessing to you, we encourage you to visit daretostand.org. Find out more about this ministry. Consider supporting this program with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. We'd love to give you free copies of Pastor Shaw's teaching and minister to you personally. Please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. Let us serve you in any way we can. You're always welcome to visit Sunday morning service at 930 or Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. I'm Celeste Montague. Do join us next time for more in our study of the life of Elisha the prophet. And now here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about false belief systems that use God instead of obeying God. Join us next time for more right here 
on Dare to Stand. We, you know, we have this sort of, it's really easy to come up with a faith that takes certain burdens off of us and makes it easier, and makes it more convenient, and makes, in fact, makes life, makes the opportunity for wealth, and makes the opportunity for prosperity, and sells the idea of hope. But it's not the Bible. It's not real. It's disobedience. It's fake. And this is, this is a fake faith. But see, this is what happens. You have this idea of God, and you're going you're gonna to set up your own religion, your own way of worshiping God, so that you can, what? Use God for your own purposes. You use, here, here's what it is. You're using the name of God, but not for the purposes of God. If there is any example in Scripture of having no other gods before us and taking the name of God in vain, this is it.